there is a link and a correlation between your personal well-being and how you handle money and money and how that impacts on your personal well-being. One device, one method of grabbing hold of your life to give you more direction, to give you more control over your personal finances, lessen the anxiety and give you more certainty and clarity is to deal with that magic B word and that B word is budgeting. In this podcast, I'm going to be looking at budgeting in your personal household, how you go about constructing one, the things you should think about and actually using that personal budget once you've got it, once you've constructed it and once you've made it. You're listening to the I Hate Numbers podcast with Mahmood Reza. The I Hate Numbers podcast mission is to help your business survive and thrive by you better understanding and connecting with your numbers. Number loving care is what it's about. Tune in every week. Now here's your host, Mahmood Reza. Hi folks, welcome to another weekly episode of I Hate Numbers, the podcast that has got a mission to improve your financial awareness, up your money mindset, help you and your business make more profit, save tax and save time. Pretty good mission statement if I say so myself. Let's crack on with the podcast. Now, personal budget, when people think of it, they immediately think of a straitjacket, something that constrains your life, something that's more about restricting and do nots as opposed to what it is, is your personal financial story as you write it, but actually translated into numbers. So how do we go about constructing our personal budget? Well, the first thing we need to do is to think about what's going on. What's our story? What are we planning to do? What's our goals and aspirations? So do we have anything that we're aiming for over the next 12 months? Are we saving up for a deposit for some new furniture? Do we want to buy some replacement items for the house? Are we looking in terms of putting that towards some saving, a holiday, some luxury? What's the pattern of our life going to be? And what we need to do then is to actually think about it in narrative terms before we actually get bogged down with the numbers. Now, in terms of getting moving on this one here, we've got to think about where that money is going right now, where that money goes on a regular basis, and where that money is likely to go in the future. And remember, it's not set in stone. It's not a static piece of work we're doing. It's ever-evolving and ever moving forward. Now, in terms of the money, where does it go? We can either rely on our memories, what's in between our ears, our worst office in the world, or we can actually try and adopt a more structured approach to doing these things. Now, when it comes to where things go, I only want to take the concept of looking at things in groups. And by way of analogy, just imagine you're in that supermarket. Now, a supermarket has got thousands and thousands of product lines. What it does, if it wishes to understand what's going on with its products, it will group them according to certain categories and certain definitions. So, for example, it may have a category of dairy products within which we will have lots of different lines for cheese, eggs and milk. Within food and drink, which could be another category, we may think of the drink side of things here and we can break that down into wines and spirits. And within that, we could break that down into finer detail. If we adopt that and apply that to our personal finances, we may think of our expenditure in terms of groups. So there's household running costs. Typical inclusions in that group would be rent or mortgage, utility bills, local property taxes such as council tax. We could then think in terms of transportation. Transportation could be the cost of running your car, if you have one, your bicycle, your train tickets, your bus fares, 
and the like. Think about what you do in terms of your commute to work. And if you don't commute to work, what about when you're actually using some form of transportation to go and visit friends, family, or just to pop down to the shops? We then think of that horrible thing of debt. All of us will be considering that debt. And you may look at it in terms of credit cards. You may think of it of personal loans that you've got outstanding. You may think of it in terms of credit cards as well. So whatever we do, think about buckets and think about groups and categories in which we can then group and individually allocate individual items of spend. Now, if you're thinking my brain's gone to a bit of a freeze, I can't quite think of any groups, check out the show notes, folks, and I'll give you a link to a table of some suggested groupings that you can adopt. Now, having decided what our groups are, having then identified what belongs into those groups, and remember, at this stage, leave the calculator alone. Don't do any number crunching. Don't think I can or cannot do this. Write your groups, write the items, go away, have a respite, come back after you supercharge yourself with a cup of coffee. I would avoid doing anything stronger until we've actually got to the end of the process. Now, we then need to try and translate those items into some degree of frequency. Are these items that are spent on a regular monthly basis? So if we're thinking of the household running costs, rent is something typically that's paid once a month. If you own your own property and you've got a mortgage, that mortgage is going to be leaving your bank account on a monthly basis. If you've got debt, such as credit card, again, those might be regular monthly payments. And remember, at this stage, we're still not putting any numbers here. We're just thinking about the frequency, how often these things leave our account. If we're looking at money that we have to put down for a holiday, you know, that deposit that may be made once in the year, and then the balance of the holiday will be paid later on. So remember, this budget we're doing is reflecting where you see yourself, your targets, your goals for you and your family. There may be things such as utility bills that you may be billed quarterly. So think about what's going on. And if you're thinking, well, Ramon, I'm not quite sure. These are all figures that I carry around in my own head. Then it doesn't matter at this stage of the game because there is lots of documentation we can dive into to help put some numbers to there and identify what's going on. Now, having got some idea what's going on, and if you want to really reinforce that listing, that grouping, that story we're putting together, then grab your bank statements. If they're digital, great, log on, have a look at them online. Personal preference, I prefer hard copies, but you know, that's a lot of paper to be playing through. Get your credit card statements and just read it through. Now, you may find that there are certain items on there you don't recognize. There may be some very strange names given to them. But that in itself is a good thing to dive deeper and to find out what's going on. Many people that I know that I help with planning will find that when they examine and interrogate their bank statement, when they look through their credit card statements here, there are items there they weren't even aware that were actually being paid for in the first place. So it can be quite revealing. It can be quite uh, a shock as well as a pleasant surprise. So we then buy the items here we're doing. Again, pieces of paper will be good. You can do it in a digital format. Do whatever suits your purposes best. Personal preference, I like writing things down as well as using things such as documentation, spreadsheets, and the like. We then put figures next to those items. Now, those figures, I would suggest let's not get too anal, let's not get too stuck with this, and were the nearest £5. Precision, whether it's the £1.33 or £1.76, is not going to do a great deal in terms of writing your future financial story. Having got the list, the groups of items together, identifying what's going on, looks at our bank statements, our credit card statements, and other sources of information, 
we can then see a picture building up. Now, what was likely to be happening, we may be identifying items that we may think, actually, do they have any impact in a positive way in my life? We're not doing a complete slash and burn, but you may look at these things and think, okay, does that suit my lifestyle? Is that what I want? Do I need to tighten my belt such that these costs aren't adding any value, aren't enhancing my personal experience here, so perhaps I can get rid of these? You can start challenging these numbers. You can start looking for alternatives. You can start looking at changing things. And remember, you're not just looking at the essentials of life. You're looking at the good things in life as well, like leisure activities, going out, dining out, and the like. You know, life is a blend of doing the necessary as well as enjoying yourself as well. Translate all of that, folks, then into a plan, a financial plan that says, based on what's going on, these are the outgoings. And then we've got one last thing to think about, and where does the money come from? Now, for most households, money is likely to come from a number of main sources, such as if you have a job, there'll be your salary or your wages, including things such as commissions or bonuses. And what we're looking at here is the take-home amount, not what it is before stoppages are taken off from your employer. If you're a freelancer, you're looking in terms of what you're drawing out of the business. If you've got a company, it may be the dividends that you draw out. Other sources of income could be uh, DWP or benefits that you may be receiving, whether for yourself or for your children. If you're caring for somebody, you may receive carer's allowance. Wherever that money comes from, ad hoc or otherwise, make sure you factor that into your story. You may be in a situation where you're getting gifts from family, from friends. Whatever that is, make sure you factor that in. And now what we've got is the money coming in, the money going out, and then we can see where the challenges lie. Looking at it in front of us then gives a story that we can revisit and edit. There may be times of the year where things become a little bit more pressured, and that gives us the opportunity to think, okay, can we now perhaps challenge those costs? Do we need to spend them? Can we delay them? Can we defer them? Are there different ways to finance them? Are there alternative suppliers out there that can actually replace what we're currently committed to? Make sure you keep a sense of perspective. Don't get too sucked in here. And what you will find, you will find a reality and you've got a financial plan that puts you more in control of your life. And all those benefits I mentioned at the beginning will come to the fore. Now, do not leave the document alone. You must come back and revisit it. Keep it on it on a monthly basis, perhaps. This is your accountability framework here and modify accordingly. And once you've got that idea of your personal budget, you will find that your life and your finances will be supercharged. Folks, let's just round up what we need to do. Think about your personal story, how it impacts with you and your family. Think about the items where the money goes, think in terms of groups and the specific items within those groups. Think about where the money comes from and then translate those into numbers, take into account the frequency and how often this occurs. We can then map them in terms of a calendar year, in terms of when the money comes in at a certain time and when the money goes out. Check the show notes out, folks, for an example of these groupings I refer to. I hope this podcast has given you some insight into how to grab hold of your personal finances and look at budgeting as your friend as opposed to something you should be wary of. If you found this useful, I'd love it if you could share it with those who might benefit from it. Give me some love, give me some feedback. And until next week, folks, happy personal budgeting. We hope you enjoyed this episode and appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show. We hope you got some value. If you did, then we'd love it if you shared the episode. We look forward to you joining us next week for another I Hate Numbers episode. Listener.